You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle everyone and welcome to the first episode of Hitchcock Hecklers in the year 2020. This is Justin Hostler. You may know me from Boom Tracker, our recruiting podcast show. I am extremely excited and humbled to be able to introduce myself as the host of this fabulous podcast for the 2020 season. Chandler and Clint are still very much a part of the E2C network. Both of them have been afforded some opportunities in various aspects of their lives. Um, So they'll be stepping away and I will have the pleasure of stepping into their footsteps. I'm very excited. I know it's big footsteps to fill. Those guys did a great job over the last couple years. Um, I'm really excited to be able to kind of expand my role within the network and I feel like it's coming at a perfect time with our baseball team fresh off of their first College World Series birth since 1997. So today I'm going to do a little bit of recapping from the 2019 season as well as Um, A short preview, you can kind of think of this as the preview to the preview for the upcoming season. Next week, we'll be doing a little more in-depth preview. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what we've got on tap for the show today. Again, I'm super excited to be here. I hope you guys are as well. So last year's team, as I mentioned a few moments ago, was able to reach the College World Series for the first time in 22 years. And I mean, it was just, it was a season where we, we really peaked at the right time, um, you know, for the team, as well as some of the players, um, you know, we found a way to get it done at the, when we needed to get it done. So um, we didn't really have the greatest regular season that we've ever had by any means. We dropped a handful of series that to me, I think we probably could have had a little more success with, but again, when it mattered, this team did a great job of you know, season the moment and finding a way to get it done. We finished the regular season last in 2019, uh, sixth in the, in the West. Um, you know, obviously not the, not the best. There's only seven teams in in the in the East, seven in the West, and overall in the SEC we finished tenth. Um, and then you know, even in the SEC tournament we had a a really rough. You know, the ending of the tournament was really rough for us. Um, ended up dropping a game to. National eventual national champion Vanderbilt Commodores, and then we had a complete debacle at the end of the LSU game. It just seems like in every sport we find a way when it comes to LSU to really shoot ourselves in the foot, and that definitely happened in you know last year's SEC tournament game against them. Um, <laughs> I won't even go into detail because it'll make me upset. You guys can watch some some uh, highlights or lowlights of it and, and see how it played out for yourselves. But 
Um, the big dance, the one that really matters, the NCAA tournament, treated us much better than our conference tournament did. Um, our offense really got going just like right out of the gate. It was it was awesome. We put up a nice little 16 spot in game one of the Atlanta Regional. We all love playing in Atlanta. It's kind of Auburn East for us. You know, we're able to travel real, really well to Atlanta, whether it's um, playing in the SEC Championship in football, whether it's, um, you know, playing any time at Georgia Tech and that's really what we did here. There was a really good turnout of the fans. There always is. We travel really well. But um, anyway, so we, in the Atlanta Regional, we came out and put 16 up on uh, co- uh, Coastal Carolina, uh, the Chanticleers. And then we followed that with back-to-back wins over the number three team in America at the time, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech Georgia Tech was loaded last year. They had a ton of talent, uh, just a really good team, really well-coached team. And um, we were able to go into their house in a regional and really just stick it to them. Um, My guy, Stephen Williams, in game, well, it was game two of the regional, but the first game of the back-to-back with Georgia Tech, Stephen Williams hit a three-run walk-off and um, that's really for Auburn. That's when, that's when the postseason started. That's when we really got going. That's when we were, you know, just really clicking on all cylinders. Um, it, that's, that's where it all started right there. Stephen Williams really put us on the map. It was all over sports center. Um, and to me, it was really cool to see because the 2018 season, like I said, the 2019 SEC tournament ended on a, just a really sour note. Like it just, it didn't feel right the way that it, ended with just a complete debacle against LSU. And then the 2018 season ended when Steven, as I just mentioned, Steven Williams, um, went back to make a play on a ball in right field at the fence, just a little past the warning, you know, into the warning track, a ball that he probably, a a play that he makes probably nine times out of 10, um, ball into his glove and pops out, over the fence, walk off for Florida, and that ended our season, and again, just a sour note, like, that's that's not how you want to remember, that's not the feeling that you want to remember going into the offseason, and so anyway, I thought that was just awesome, that was one of the high points for the 2019 season for me, it was being able to see Steven overcome that adversity, he didn't really have the greatest um, regular season last year, I think it was, um, he underperformed to, I would I would assume that to his standards, he definitely underperformed, and to everyone else's expectations, it was a little under underwhelming. Um, but he came through when it mattered, and 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 that was just really cool to to see. And again, I think that was to me one of the highlights of the season. So from there, Auburn drew the University of North Carolina Tar Heels for the Super Regional. Super Regional, following the regional, I live in North Carolina. I. It's one of those teams where I don't, I don't hate them. I don't, I don't even not like them. My high school colors were the same as Carolina colors. Um, I, I don't like them, but I, it's just a team that I've never really had a bad feeling for. Um, we've also had a lot of success on a national stage against them in the, in recent years. We knocked them out of the Sweet Sixteen in basketball, and then we, you know, we, we, I'll get to how this, um, how this series played out with them. 
in baseball, and then we've got a matchup with them in Atlanta, the second game in, in, of the season in football this year. So, um, to me, and then, you know, again, in 2018, we played NC State in a regional, and we were able to beat them. So, being an Auburn fan in North Carolina, I've said it on Boom Tracker before, it's a good time for Auburn fans to be living in North Carolina. So, we'll just we'll just leave that where it is. But, um, so the series was hosted by the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is awesome. Um, Auburn got out and took game one with just, I mean, it was a really close game for most for the most part of it. And then going into the eighth, we were down, uh, I believe it was five to two. And we just absolutely came alive in the top of the eighth. We scored eight runs. This is, these crazy innings are going to become a theme here for a little while. Um, so we scored eight runs in the eighth, followed by another four in the ninth, in the last frame of the game. So we scored 12 runs in the eighth and the ninth. I mean, if you do that, if you finish any game like that, um, you know, it, it's going to it's gonna bode well. Um, it's going to bode well for you, and good things are going to happen. And so um, NC State was, or excuse me, North Carolina was able to put up a couple more in the bottom of the ninth, but um, we finished them off and, and won the game. I think I might have misspoke. I think we ended up winning that game 11-7. to um, Anyway, I was at game two in Chapel Hill, and going into it, my girlfriend Laura and I, we went down to the game, got some breakfast, you know, really good food out there. Um, and I mean, it was a nice drive up, up in the, in the trees. It was just, just a really nice, but I just had this really nervous feeling. Like I was just nervous being there. I just, something about me, I was like, you know, I don't know. It, it was kind of like that feeling that you get when you're on your way to a football game where you're just, you, you're emotionally invested and there's just some hesitance and, um, just a little bit of nervousness. Um, that nervousness, it showed to be warranted. Like there was, there was a reason why I was nervous. So North Carolina, even though they were the home team of the, of, of this game, I mean, they were the host team of the series. They were the away team in game two. So the home team, um, they, they flip home and away for the second game of a best of three. So Auburn was the away team, so, or excuse me, the home team in this game. And we were able to get, um, you know, that, that last chance in the, in the bottom half of each inning. Um, anyway, so North Carolina came out, put up two runs in the top of the first, and that's it. That is literally all of the scoring in the entire game. It was, uh, two, two runs, top of the first, nothing else happened for the rest of the game. Both teams were able to, I mean, it felt like we had a ton of guys on base. I know defensively, like we were stranding runners left and right which was awesome because we were they were getting so many guys on base like we needed to hold them at bay and we were able to um but yeah it was it was just I don't know it was just kind of a a really weird game to be at like I said I kind of just I I felt it um so 2-0 um again we we left a ton of guys on base they left a ton of guys on base and eight plus innings of nothing happening. And there was a lot of the weather was kind of muggy and it kind of felt like it might get a little bit of a rain out, some type of rain delay never happened, but it was just a really, really weird game. Um, you know, anyway, we went and enjoyed Chapel Hills. Like it's a really nice campus. Like I said, there's, you know, the North Carolina triangle, there's just a ton of good food. Some of the best food in the world. Just if you like barbecue, it's the place to be. I 
I'm going to go on record right now. I do not like the vinegar-based barbecue. If you do, um, you know, reach out to me somehow. We're, we can have words. We can discuss it. But I am not a vinegar barbecue guy. Living in Eastern Carolina, that's like, that's the thing here. And I'm just not about that life. But um, anyway, some really good barbecue in Chapel Hill. Really, really good food. It's just a really, really fun little town, a little college town. Um, so, you know, going to that game, it wasn't all negative. But going into game three, there was a lot of tension. It's game three, winner take all. They, you know, they're home team again. So able to get that last chance to score. Game three was probably one of the wildest baseball games that I've ever seen. I'm from Arizona, I went to a lot of Diamondbacks games. I mean, I've, I've been to hundreds of Diamondbacks games, and that's not an exaggeration at all. Um, I've been, I've seen a ton of baseball. I, you know, played baseball growing up. I've, I've seen huge innings. I've seen crazy baseball games. I've seen 20 run games. Um, I think it was my sophomore year in high school. I was in a game where over 45 runs were scored. We won 26 to 20. Um, but anyway, this game, the craziest game I've ever seen. And all of it really comes from what I saw in the top half of the first inning. Auburn came out swinging, literally swinging, and we scored 13. Yeah, 13 runs in the top of the first. We only finished with 14 total runs that game. But when you come out and you just absolutely like snatch the soul of the opposing team and you just you know, take their heart right out of it like Auburn did in that game. There's really not much more than, that you need. Um, Auburn scored, you know, via pass balls, home runs, scored on errors, batters walked in. Like I said, you name it, Auburn did it offensively in that first, that top of the first inning in, in game three. So that run that we were able to put together, beating North Carolina in Chapel Hill, landed us in the College World Series again for the first time in 22 years. We drew Mississippi State, a fellow SEC foe, in the first game. And honestly, we took command of that game. We were leading 4-1 going into the ninth inning. State mounted a nice... I, I don't want to um, compliment their, their rally at all, but they put together a little rally, and they were able to snatch a victory from us taking that first game of the college world series. And it, and it just put us in a little hole. It put us in a hole that we really weren't able to bounce back from. And, you know, next up after that was Louisville, Louisville Cardinals. We, we got them in game two and uh, we got on the board first. Everything looked like we were ready to bounce back. This team showed so much adversity throughout the year. It just seemed like when we came out and we put, um, yeah, I think we scored in the second inning. It was like, hey, this team, we had a tough loss in game one. We had we blew a big lead in the ninth inning to Mississippi State. But look, like we came out, we came out firing. You know, we're, we're going to find a way to get it done. That's what we did all year when it mattered. And it just seemed like we were going to do that again. Um, Louisville put together a nice little fourth inning, put, put a few runs on the board, took a little lead. And just kind of held on to it. We we battled really tough in the later innings of the game, but you know our comeback fell short, and our season ended in Omaha. Now you always want to end your season in Omaha, like that's that's the goal. You want to get to the big dance. You get to the big dance, and once you're in there, once you're in the gymnasium, cutting up the rug, you know the girl that you're crushing on, or in this case, in this scenario, the trophy that you've been crushing on might just go home with you. So that's the plan. You got to get to Omaha. 
that's what we did. It was, a, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome to see the guys battle back, you know, some individual efforts, but collectively as a team, we just really found a way to get it done when it mattered. Um, and again, it was just, it was an amazing season. It was, it was so fun to watch, so fun to, to be a part of and be able to catch a couple games um, in person. So it's one that's going to be remembered for a long time on the plains. So that's 2019. That's, that kind of brings us to where we are right now in 2020. Coach Butch Thompson. I'm a huge Butch Thompson guy. I think the guy's awesome. I think that that's definitely the guy who I want, you know, leading our team. Going into his fifth season, he's 141 and 104 as a Tigers head coach. Each year in the Coach Butch Thompson, we've kind of gone a little further. We've we figured out some more things. We've played a little bit better in the postseason. And, um, you know, that's the progression is, is really, really nice to see. Sometimes in, some you know, some other sports, we kind of plateau. Uh, but with Coach Thompson, like, we've, we've progressed really nicely. And after last season, there's really really not too much further for any team to go. We're one of the last eight teams to be playing. Um, you know, so on a positive note, like if we're able to take a one step further, you know, win a few games in Omaha and you know, who knows, like we could, you know, if we take another step forward, maybe two little, little steps forward, we're looking at playing and contending for a national championship. And that's the bottom line. That's what we're always looking for. That's what, that's what you want. In any sport, that's what you want to do is take them a championship. So, you know, last year we were right there. We feel like we can, we've got some new pieces in place. We've got, you know, we're reloading with talent. We've got another top 10 recruiting class. Coach Thompson has done a tremendous job recruiting. Um, we've got a ton of talent defensively. Offensively, we've got some, some really good weapons. The pitching staff is very, very well-rounded. I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. Um, we've even got some new coaches on the staff familiar faces but new coaches i think as you all know by now tim hudson auburn legend one of one of the all-time auburn greats um has joined coach thompson and he will be our pitching coach in the 2020 season i'm interested to see how it plays out i wonder you know is huddy going to be making mound visits is coach thompson going to be making most of the mound visits like how is that you know how are they going to vibe together I, i don't know but i'm excited to see huddy back in an auburn uniform i think it's going to be awesome Um, so I'm going to kick it over right now and do a little preview again. Like you can think of this as the preview to the preview next week episode. I'm going to go a little further in depth, um, you know, in, in, uh, in the 2020 season. And so, um, anyway, going into 2020 though, we've got, I'm going to start it off offensively. Offensively. I think that we've, I think we're going to be kind of a middle of the pack team. I don't think we're going to be like a really flashy team. I don't think we're going to get, um, you know, have, have, you know, we might have someone who breaks out and has a, has a really crazy season, but um, I think offensively we're going to be kind of a middle of the pack team. Um, I think we'll probably be, you know, somewhere around fifth, sixth in the SEC on, in most offensive categories collectively. I think that we're probably going to finish there. Last year we were, um, ninth in the SEC in batting and 10th in scoring. So I think we're going to improve on that, but um, that, that's not the strength of our team. Hitting is not going to be the strength of our team. Um, you know, when it comes to power, we're not going to be a power hitting team either. We're not going to have guys, you know, hitting 30 home runs. We're not going to, I don't, I, I don't see that happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that that would be, it's, it's very welcome. If we've got a guy who's ready to break out and could put together some numbers like that, like, 
Absolutely. Bring it on. Um, but again, I just don't think that that is our, our specialty. I don't, I don't think that's where we're going to have the most success. I, again, I think we're going to be improved from the 2019 season. Um, but we did lose, you know, when it comes to power hitting, we, we lost Edward Julian and Will Holland, both gone. Those are our top two home run guys from last year. Um, you know, Stephen Williams is coming back and, um, we, you know, Rankin Woolley, there's a couple other guys, maybe a couple freshmen. I think Nate LaRue, he's a guy we talked about in Boom Tracker a couple months back, but I think he's a guy that's going to have a lot of success at the plate. Um, but I, again, power, I don't think that's our strongest suit. I know for a fact that's not our strongest suit. Um, but again, improved. I think we're going to be improved from last year. Um, I don't think we're going to be a team that's going to steal a ton of bases. I think we're going to have success. Um, we're going to have a good success rate when it comes to stealing bases. We're going to steal them at the right time on the guys that we know we can steal bases from. Um, but I don't think that we're going to, you know, that's not the team that we're going to be. Um, defensively, I think another area where we're going to kind of be middle of the pack. I think that, um, you know, I, I think that last year, you know, we weren't the we weren't the flashiest defensive team. We've got a lot of experience coming back. I think we'll be a consistent team. We're not a team that's going to give up a bunch of errors. Um, you know, we've got some outfielders in Case uh, uh, and Howell, Judd Ward, Stephen Williams, um, some guys that have been there for a while. Some guy, I mean, Stephen Williams has has an arm like Stephen Williams can go from the warning track to home plate. Like, like that dude can absolutely rocket that ball in, um, you know, middle of the infield. There's some questions on, you know, Ryan Bliss. Is he going to move from second base to shortstop? I think that he will. I think that he should. I think Ryan Bliss should play shortstop. That's just me. Um, but defensively, I think we'll be kind of a middle of the pack team. Now, here's where I think that we, this is our strength. This is, again, couple of those topics I said I don't know I'm not sure this is what I think but I know for a fact starting pitching in 2020 that's going to be our strong suit I mean really pitching all together we're going to have a great pitching staff we've got a, a ton of talent and we've got a ton of experience as well um, Tanner Burns Tanner Burns has got some all-american nods he's got um, you know one of the best fastballs in the game he's going to be one of the top pitchers in college baseball this year he's, Got a fastball reaching close to 96. He's got um, he's got three good pitches. He's got great command. You know his his slider is definitely his put away pitch. He's you know he's he's got some some really good tools. And um, again, I mentioned this in Boom Tracker, but Tanner Burns is like he's one of my favorite players. He grew up in an in an Alabama household. He's he's a bulldog on the mound. Like he's he's a fighter. He's a guy who you want on your team, not a guy you want to play against. Um, so Tanner Burns, he's going to lead the way. And we're going to go as far as Tanner, Tanner Burns' arm is going to take us. So really looking forward to see how his senior year turns out. Another guy who came in last year in, um, who really just kind of showed up, it seemed like out of nowhere, in, uh, in uh, postseason play was Jack Owen. Kind of a finesse guy, not, not going to overpower you, but... Um, you know, great changeup and, you know, really good off-speed pitch guy. Um, just just really had a lot of success in, in postseason last year. And, and I think, you know, I think he's probably going to be our number two guy. I think that – I think he has a really good year. Um, so Jack Owen, kind of that, that – uh, 
Jack Owen and Tanner Burns kind of a one-two punch. I think the two of them are both going to be, you know, tremendous years. Bailey Horn, um, fourth-year guy, like he's been in the program for a while and had some injuries last year, had some injuries in the spring. Um, I think he's going to have a great year too. He's got some really good speed. He's got a, he's got three pitches. Like some of these college kids, like when they're throwing the ball, they've, they've got a fastball and that's it. Um, really all three of these guys that I mentioned, they've all, they've all got at least three pitches. They've, they've got some really good pitches. So, um, you know, I, I think that the three of them, Tanner, Jack, Bailey, like those three guys right there, again, I said Tanner, we're going to go as far as Tanner takes us, but Jack Owen, another guy who's got a ton of experience. He threw 68 innings last year and, you know, great command, only 14 walks, 59 strikeouts. Again, not the overpowering numbers that, that you see from Tanner Burns, but, um, you know, he's a guy that, you know, these, these batters, they're going to see Tanner one day, they're going to see Tanner on Friday and Tanner's going to blow by him the next day. They're going to have Jack coming in there and whipping it. And, you know, he's, he's got a hook that's just going to keep, keep guys off balance. And then, and then Bailey's going to come in on Sunday or on, on, you know, game two, Saturday, Sunday, and, and he's just going to, he's, he's going to battle and he's going to find a way to get it done. Um, that brings us to kind of our last area of the team, which is the bullpen. I think that this, the bullpen, probably just as good as the starting pitching. And that's saying a lot because I've, I really built those, those starting pitchers up. But I think that our bullpen is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I know that a lot of Auburn fans are Braves fans. And so you can all kind of understand that when a guy from the bullpen comes in, that can kind of do a number to your heart. Like you can, it gets you nervous. It gets those butterflies going like, oh no, here we go again. That's not going to be the case with this bullpen. One guy, one guy I'm really going to talk about um, throughout the year a ton is Cody Greenhill. He's going to be probably at least two or three games a week. He's going to come in and he's going to finish games off. He's, you know, we're going to get some leads. Um, Cody's going to come through and just absolutely close it out. This, this guy's got a uh, 90 mile an hour fastball. He's got two or three good breaking balls. Like he's a guy who's just going to, he's going to come in and he's going to close out games. He, he played a ton last year. Um, you know, Ryan Watson, another guy who's going to come in and, and help out kind of a, a sixth, seventh inning type guy if needed. And then uh, a guy who I'm kind of interested in seeing how he plays this year is Garrett Wade. Um, so a few guys in the bullpen who we can really count on, who, who feel really comfortable coming in and pressure and clutch situations and finding a way to get it done. So, um, you know, there, there's a few more guys in the bullpen that I could go on about, but, um, you know, I, I won't talk too long today. I'm going to try to keep it a little short. Um, this team, this team last year showed some extreme toughness. They're resilient. I mean, when it comes to every sport, I think that Auburn does a really good job of recruiting high character guys. And that is what this team is. Like they've, they've, they've been through adversity. They've battled together. They've figured out how to work as a team. They figured out, you know, this is, this is a guy I can rely on. This is a guy who I can look across the mound and see. This is a guy who I know, I, I, you know, they know how to play together. They've, they've figured it out together. They've gone through some ups together. They've gone through some downs together. And I think that collectively we're going to see a lot more ups than downs this year. So um, that is, uh, 
I think that's about it, folks. I think that that's going to wrap up the initial, I guess we'll call it inning one, top of the first for 2020 Hitchcock Hecklers. Again, really excited to be here. Really excited to talk baseball with you guys um, You know, on a weekly basis. Look for the show to come out probably Monday, um, weekly throughout the season. So um, again, I'm your host, Justin Hostler. I'm signing off. Until next time, everyone, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?